Welcome to Leadership in 10, a podcast meant to encourage, inspire, and give insight into what it looks like to lead well during the current pandemic. It's also meant to be a space where we can engage in authentic dialogue about the challenges we're facing right now. I'm Jennifer Cho, and this is part two of my conversation with David Schutte, Executive Vice President of Knoll. One of the things I've heard that you do that is particularly helpful during times like this is that you remain calm and positive, that you were able to convey a sense of urgency in a non-stressful way. Is that a conscious effort on your part or is that just who you are? Well, I'm, I don't know if, if I should laugh at that comment <laughs> or, or just say thank you. It's a, it's a very kind comment. Uh, maybe I'll let me start a little bit of background if I could wind back the clock. In my pre-null days in retail, I learned how to keep moving, you know, literally and figuratively. You got to hustle okay. in retail. And I'm, I'm a big believer in strategic planning, and which is so important, but frankly, only about 20% of the effort. The other 80% of the effort is execution, execution, execution. And that takes defined tactics. It takes a lot of lists. There's always a lot to be done. Um, and I think at the most basic level, we all need reminders of what needs to happen and by when. And I believe in committing myself and my teams to those completion dates, those actions. One of the, the classic self-improvement books that I read many, many years ago is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of the things that really always stood out for me from that book is the urgent crowds out the necessary. We spend so much of our time reacting that often the most important work gets left undone. So I would say list and plans help keep us on track. And I would say, frankly, calm, kind of in measuring our performance. In terms of the sort of staying positive piece, I have always been drawn to people that exude optimism and potential. Mm. You know, I, I definitely work to model myself in that worldview. It takes effort. It takes time, particularly (laughs) during a pandemic. But I I do believe a positive outlook gets one farther in life and in happiness and health and really helps motivate our teams to do their best, particularly now. So would you say, David, the strategic planning and the time you put in for that helps you to stay calm when you're in these situations? Exactly. I think it helps to sort of step back and say, okay, what do we need to achieve What do we need to complete? When and how? What are our priorities? So you're not just reacting. Yes, we all have things that, you know, the curveballs that are coming at us daily. But I think if, and and by the way, strategic plan isn't just the the year, multi-year view. It's, for me, it's often the quarter, this summer, or this fall. What has to happen? What are our priorities as an organization? And I think if you can rally the group around a shared understanding of those, It helps them prioritize and commit themselves to getting things done. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your journey of learning about being a good manager and leader. How did you learn those things? Well, I I would say it's, it's definitely through education, a lot of observation, of others. Okay. And really most importantly, doing, you know, I think ultimately (laughs) you learn by doing. Yeah. And if I wind back the clock, you know, in this conversation to my younger years when I had lots of hair on my head in, I went to a a small liberal arts college Mm -hmm. and beyond learning about philosophy and, you know, religion and political science, 
I had the great ability to get involved because there were always more activities than there were people to do them. Okay. I, I was a senior class officer, a chair freshman orientation committee. I was chairman of social committee, going <laughs> back to that cruise, cruise director role. You are good at that. And through all those efforts, I got to manage projects and people and budgets. And then after college, I went to work for Macy's in their executive training program in New York. And, and there they take a 22-year-old, throw them, you know, baptism by fire, sink or swim, yeah. managing a business. So you learn by doing. And in retail, you get a good qualitative, quantitative, balanced view of life. One of the things that I've done over my career when I've interviewed for jobs, a question I've always asked myself is, who am I going to learn from here? Mm, in this organization or in, or in this role. And, and in many cases, I, I'd say the answer I gave myself was really an awfully short list of people, right. uh, sometimes no one. And, and to no surprise, I didn't take those jobs. And I would say when you're lucky enough to work at a company like Knoll with a deep well of talent mm -hmm. across the many brands in the Constellation, there are lots of people to learn from at all levels. Mm. And I would encourage the listeners, make note, not just of the people above you, because there are leadership lessons everywhere. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I, when I think back to my Meharam days, I think one of the people I learned from most in that organization was our office manager in New York. He was kind of a utility player who took on so many roles, but he had this amazing attitude huh. and ability to kind of work across the organization to get things done. I mean, I, I can't say there's ever been one person I've learned from. There've been so many in so many different places in so many different ways. Did you seek people out, David? Or are you just saying just as you were immersed in work, you just were observing these people and interacting with them and learning from them as you went? Exactly. I think they've been you know, being engaged in, in different ways at Noel and certainly before Noel and getting to know people in, the, in these organizations and beyond. I think you have to be you know, you say conscious of yourself. What is it that you appreciate about this person's approach or how they frame a question or how they engage people or, or challenge convictions or conventional wisdom? Those are things I try to add to my repertoire of, of skills. It's an ongoing journey. Yeah, wonderful, absolutely. Another thing that I heard is there is no fear in David's management toolbox. <laughs> so even though this <laughs> sounds obvious on the surface, why don't you use fear to motivate people? Why is that something you stay away from? Because we all know that there are people who do use that knowingly or unknowingly. I guess I'd say it starts with a golden rule, you know, do unto <laughs> others as you would have them do unto mm -hmm. you or, or said another way. I try to treat colleagues how I would want to be treated. Mm. And hopefully I usually do a good job of that. Um, and, I, and I frankly, I just don't think depending or leaning into fear is, is productive. It, it may get adrenaline flowing in the short term, but it's not sustainable as a motivator. And I, I think our job as leaders is to align our teams individually and as a group around their skills and how they can come together. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it's, we should be Pollyannish or avoid the, the ugly truth. Yeah. You have to do that. But I think focusing, you know, getting people when they wake up in the morning, energized to greet the day, the work that needs to be done, to coming together around shared missions and goals and contributions is powerful. Mm. 
Okay. And, you know, this is, we're right now we're in, you know, not a sprint, we're in a marathon, right? right. You know, the, the, the weeks and months that have passed and the weeks and months going forward. So we're in this for the long haul. And I think we've got to make sure our teams are kind of energized and excited about the roles they can play in making a difference. Mm, I love that. Last question for you. If you had to pick one behavior that you would encourage our leaders to focus on right now, what would it be? Well, can I pick two? Please, yes. <laughs> One, I, th I think this organization has done a really good job staying connected and, and our dispersed teams you know, tied together in a work from home world. But I, we all know that sometimes what we're missing is those sidebar, often impromptu, more intimate conversations with colleagues. And I think a powerful use of this Zoomless Friday you know, theme that we've embraced now as an organization is reaching out to individuals to connect one-on-one. -on -one. And I've done some of that and I need to do more of it, but I found those check-ins have been some of my most meaningful, insightful conversations mm. during this work from home period. Mm -hmm. you're, you're connecting with people in a different way. And I'd say the second, uh, perhaps to repeat a point I made earlier, is we all need to be focusing on the longer term horizon. There's an old adage, that the Chinese character for crisis is composed of two words, danger and opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Now I understand that that is actually not truly accurate, but you know, it's, it's it still a powerful good. idea. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. And then we are at an inflection point for our nation and our industry. And, and the biggest that all of us have seen in our lives. You know, yes, we have to navigate the short-term perils, but in doing so and done well, we can brilliantly set ourselves up for a period of growth and being a far stronger company on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for all of this, we, if we step back, we can say, this is one of the most eventful periods in our career. And we as leaders at Knoll have the opportunity, opportunity, this is like a big moment, yeah. to be architects of the future. And another adage. So let's not waste a perfectly good crisis. Well, thank you so much for joining me, David. So we're out of time. If anybody has any comments or ideas for the podcast, please reach out to learningdevelopmentatnoll.com. I will see you next time. And again, can't thank you enough, David, for joining me today. Thank you, Jennifer.